Oh, hello. Hello. I didn't see you there. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just uh, hanging out here with my friends Brent and Ski and talking about the Golden Girls as we like to do on a weekly basis. But Is this your Bob Ross? Well, I just figured today we're mixing things up a little bit, so <laughs> go ahead and give a little bit of a different in- intro to uh, Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. Glad you're able to join us today. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my good friend Ski. Hello there. And Brent. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> <laughs> now today we... Uh, are continuing on our quest to determine the greatest episode ever, but we're going slightly differently than we typically do. Now we will go ahead and do the recap, MVPs of the episode, and give it our rating out of eight slices of cheesecake. But we're going to switch formats just a little, and the recap is going to be handled by uh, our good friend Brent today instead, mm-hmm. instead of Ski. Uh, we decided to do two episodes today, and because of Ski's long uh, process that it takes him to do the recap. Brent offered to do the second recap for today. Very lengthy. Yes. So today it is episode 20, Adult Education. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to Brent for the recap. I'd like to start off with an apology. Um, so as you know, I watched the episode the first time. I was like, you know, this is the absolute best episode we've had so far. And I was really regretting, like, volunteering to do the recap because I think it would have been so much better if we would have had Ski doing the recap. No, I'm sure not. But it was, it was, it was too late to turn back. I'd already <laughs> get ready for solid gold, everybody. So, anywho, here we go. So, uh, Alan mentioned this is called Adult Education. Original air date, uh, the 22nd of February, 1986. Um, you know, that was Drew Barrymore's 11th birthday. Oh. And just, yeah, and just one year later, Andy Warhol died oh. on February 22nd, 1987. There was actually something that happened on the 22nd of February of 1986, but it was like in the goddamn Philippines or something, so oh, okay. who cares? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like some revolutionary coup or something like that. Maybe Filipino people. So your fun <laughs> facts about February 27th are just about generally February 27th in history not specifically yeah, the year or exactly. the day, I should was say. Was it 27th or 22nd? 22nd, yeah. 22nd, um, okay. Like, and I went through, like, a whole laundry list of, you know, people who were born and died on that day mm-hmm. and everything, and I finally settled on Drew Barrymore and Andy Warhol. Okay. Because, I, I would say they're the most noteworthy. Yeah, I would exactly. I mean, Easily recognizable. I mean, Drew Barrymore, she would have been age-appropriate to play that Savannah Smiles role right. a few episodes back, you know. And Andy Warhol, I'd like to think he spent his Saturday nights watching the girls. Now, so. do you think that had Drew Barrymore been the one to have played Savannah Smiles, do you think she would have died of a drug overdose herself? Or do you oh, think, the way Savannah did? Right. Probably so. Yeah. Probably well, then so. I, I, I'm glad that she didn't because you know, yeah. Drew Barrymore is a national treasure. Yeah. I'm a big Drew Barrymore fan. Santa Clarita diet for life. <laughs> so. Oh, and then the other are thing. You, are you... Uh, Saying that you are on this land of Santa Clarita diet? <laughs> For life. <laughs> For life, exactly. I wonder how you got your slim figure. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, anything that's good enough for... Um, Timothy Oliphant? Who was Mal um, from Firefly? Um, oh, uh, I know you're talking about Oh. That. Oh, Nathan Fillion. Yeah. <laughs> My apologies to Nathan Fillion, who I'm a big, big fan right. of. Right. <laughs> yeah, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for now, me. Now, I have never seen the Santa Clarita diet, but she's, is she a zombie? Or? Yeah, it's no, so No, she's more of a vampire. Good. Okay. No, she's a zombie. She's a zombie? Yes. I thought she eats blood in it. 
She eats humans. Oh, she okay. eats people. <laughs> I thought it was blood in general. I thought it was There's more of a vampire blood type is thing. a side effect of her ripping somebody's head oh, off. Okay. Well, I haven't seen the show either. I know it's that you've... so amazingly good. I'm, I, I've heard from you. Yeah. So, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant is just a treasure. Oh, two treasures. So mm-hmm. is Nathan Fillion in it also? He is. He oh, is. So three treasures in one. Wow. Exactly. wow. And then like uh, Nathan Fillion gets uh, recast as Alan Tudyk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it just keeps getting better and better. I don't know if I consider him a national treasure or not, but I enjoy oh, him I enough. Oh, King Candy for life. We <laughs> <laughs> got a lot of things for life: candy and blood. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, and then the other little fun fact I was going to mention about February twenty second: uh, Billy Ocean was riding high with a top five hit in the UK. <laughs> with when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Mm, which is a little song. lesson that Blanche could have taken this week. Yeah, <laughs> she navigates so. adult education. <laughs> so, anywho, directed by Jack Shea who previously did 110 episodes of the Jeffersons. So he earned his stripes and then written by James Berg and Stan Zimmerman, who later did a season of Gilmore girls. Oh, okay. So, um, you know, team Lorelai on that one. One other thing I know about Jack Shea, he did not direct episode 19. He did not. That was a good friend, Gary Shimakura. That's right. <laughs> not to be confused with a Lincoln. So anywho, we ready to get started? Yeah, yeah. All right. As difficult as this was to recap, it's going to be even harder <laughs> to get through and say all these things. Oh, okay. So, as I'm doing the play-by-play, I hope you guys interject with the color I will, commentary. I will try. Definitely. It's a, okay. it's a new role for me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, got the giggles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got all the pressure on you now. I do. I do. Um, You're always there talking so much shit about Ski's recap episode. No, I, I, I have never done that. I don't believe I have ever done that. No, no. You've been nothing but complimentary of Ski's recapping. Yeah. So, Well, like you said in the previously recorded episode, I just like to sit back and then take my shots when they appear. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like I'm just constantly swinging at every pitch. Yeah. So, so now, Ski, you have to fill in that role because obviously I'm in the same role that I've always been, steering the ship and taking my shots here and there but you know now you have to have the zingers coming i will in. do my best yeah mm-hmm. well we'll see how it goes okay get ready for disappointment <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see there you go right off the bat exactly Sounds like we had a no funny man on this episode <laughs> exactly <Are you> listening sherry <laughs> so okay so anyways the episode starts off with an airplane taking off, and we see the sun. We then cut away to the Miami skyline, where a title card lets us know that we're watching the Golden Girls. Um, we then see three elderly women hugging, and then we see those same three elderly women, along with a fourth previously unseen elderly woman, huddled together while trying to tiptoe through a ramshackled, possibly recently hopped. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know, he is simply explaining the opening sequence. Yeah. <laughs> so then we see the original three women again sitting on a bed in their nightgowns. It is not salacious. Now these um, could t- be these two pages of recap. <laughs> How much of these two pages is the <laughs> opening sequence of the show? Frame by frame almost. So then we see those same three women sitting on the Davenport, and then we see them at the kitchen table. One of the elderly women performs elder abuse on the copper-haired lady. (laughs) The abuser is then seen putting her fist in her mouth. The screen informs us that she is B. Arthur. 
And that's when I lost interest in the bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a half page of notes down on that bit. <laughs> then decided to move on to the actual episode. So it cuts away so much. <laughs> I mean, there's probably like 37 shots in that opening. <laughs> so, anywho, that cracked me up. <laughs> uh, you are your biggest fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty I'm laughing pretty hard too. My face hurts right now. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so Act One starts off the first scenes in the kitchen. You know, Dorothy, Dorothy's tossing a salad. In <laughs> yeah, see, you're the one who's giving me crap about our explicit rating, and here you are. <laughs> I've not said anything salacious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Sophia comes in, wants to go to the beauty parlor. Uh, Rose informs Sophia, you know, that Dorothy's trying to get Sinatra tickets. Um, Dorothy volunteers that, you know, Stan had gotten them tickets, but that she lost them in the divorce proceedings. Then I guess it goes and said that whether or not Chrissy and Big Stan had a lovely time or not. And then Blanche comes in to let them know that she's struggling with her psychology course. Doesn't uh, Dorothy talk about how she's always wanted to see... Mm-hmm. Uh, Sinatra, she she goes yeah. on how it's like her destiny almost. Exactly, and yeah, she mentions that uh, Sophia. Yeah, she goes on and talks about later she passed too. Passed out, and then you know Stan got him tickets, but then they didn't pan out, and yeah. So, but this is going to be her time if she can just get those pesky tickets. So, uh, second scene of Act One was in the living room. Um, you know, Blanche with an assist from Rose is studying for that psychology test or course that she just mentioned she was taking and struggling with. Um, Rose brings up Bob Hope as an example of what one can accomplish academically if one puts her mind to it. Because of all the degrees that he's achieved. Yes, 54 doctorates. Wow, really? That many honorary? Did, do you know, does Bob Hope have any that he actually earned the traditional way? No. So no. They, were, they were all yeah. all honorary? Yeah. Um, which, I don't know. Said he Quite had the over, scholar, I yeah. would yeah. say. Like he had over 2,000 awards and recognitions. And then 54 of those were, you know, doctorates. That's an impressive number of awards. Yeah. I mean, he did have an extremely long, successful career. So, mm-hmm. so largest private landowner in California for the longest time. Yeah. Largest what? Uh, private landowner. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And, and also notoriously cheap. Yes. So, I heard uh, Schwarzenegger had a ton of uh, pri- uh, private property in uh, California as well. Oh, yeah. Nice. Makes sense. Yeah, 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 it's a good investment. Well, yeah, yeah. probably out more uh, more votes uh, to get himself into office. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're studying. Um, Dorothy comes in to tell them, you know, about her attempts to score tickets from a scalper. Rose volunteers that that's a crime, and then Dorothy counter argues that so is excessive grape grape consumption at the grocery. Right. Um, you know, so how many guys? How many grapes do you think you can eat and have it be socially acceptable? I, I think two to three, I think, would be mm-hmm. would definitely be the max. Now, honestly, I don't think that you can really eat any for me to feel like it's cool. Because I feel like mm-hmm. you look at a grape, you can feel it and know if it's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, mushy or, or yeah, bad yeah. or whatever. I really don't think you need to <laughs> taste test it to figure out if yeah. it's uh, proper. Well, it never but... goes on to say if she buys them at the end. Well, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if she bought it at the end, I think no harm, no foul. Well, but still, though, you buy them by the pound. Exactly. So, you're definitely getting a few <laughs> cents off. I mean, you have to figure how many grapes does it take to, you know. I mean, it says like she eats like 16. Right. Or whatever. Yeah. That would be enough to, to sway it by a few cents for sure. Exactly. 
I do know that um, just recently with everything that's going on in our real-time world, um, the free samples at Sam's Club, ain't nobody taking those. Oh, I bet not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like previously, like people just hoarding them over, but now they're giving away like full-size Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> people are like, no, no thank you. <laughs> Omaha steaks over here. <laughs> exactly. No, no, thank you, ma'am. Yeah. When they return to Blanche's dilemma, Dorothy advises her to, you know, talking to the teacher. And then she goes on this long, rambling story that puts any of Rose's to shame. Like, I don't think they have any reason to complain about Rose's stories going forward. Because she goes on and on about this lady and becomes a teacher and then a bed and breakfast in Rhode Island. And it's painful. Yeah. Almost as painful as this recap. <laughs> well, I think the recap is, is off to a wonderful start. Um, but I, th- I would agree with you. That story was mm-hmm. was a pretty pointless story. Although yeah. we do find out that she inspired Dorothy to become a teacher. So mm-hmm. at least it does have a, a relevant ending to it. Not uh, mm-hmm. Whereas most of Rose's stories do tend to peter out with no yeah. actual relevant information. So I'll at least give her credit and for sometimes that Sometimes no connection to what you're actually talking about. Right, exactly. Or exactly. just, you know, Sophia has a tendency to do the same with her uh, <laughs> anecdotes. Yeah. So at least Dorothy's has a, you know, has a point at the end kind of Kind of a loop back around to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. And then the third scene of Act One um, is in the classroom. So we transition there. Um, we see that Blanche's professor's deep throat, Jerry Harden, and then, right. um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he had, had that. I think was his maybe second most guest starring mm-hmm. roles. Yeah. Um, that was on uh, X Files, which I was never a big X Files watcher. I mean, I think it just barely missed the time frame that I would have. I think I would have really been into it mm-hmm. had it come out ten years later or five years mm-hmm. later, something like that. Uh, but yeah, there was that, and then uh, of course. Everybody probably remembers him most as a Wild Bill Westchester and Filthy Rich. He was fifteen <laughs> episodes of that as well. So. Exactly. But. Now, when you say deep throat, are you talking about the uh, the uh, Nixon issue or Correct. the? Yep. Oh, yeah. Didn't know if you're going on the dirty side. No, no, no. <laughs> I believe that deep throat was Linda Loveless. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Gotcha. Well, there's a guy in there too, though. Yeah. Don't know his name. Well, I don't Ron believe Jeremy. that they talked about that particular thing on the X-Files. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, you know, they're in the classroom. You know, Blanche starts flirting with the professor and, you know, he lets her know he's kind of into it. But then she starts to have second thoughts about her course of action. I, I 100% disagree with her. <laughs> you don't think she was flirting with him? No, I think that was just normal Blanche being friendly. If anything, I mean, we've seen Blanche flirt in almost every episode, well, and I, I don't think that qualifies for it at all. He's rather a homely gentleman, and he sh- stands up, and she's like, oh, you're more than just a pair of ears. Uh, okay, I, I'll admit that she does... Um, there's a one one line that I think would be taken as flirting, and that'd be that one. But other than that, I feel like you know she really is legitimately asking the teacher for some extra help right. because she's struggling, right? Yeah, it would almost be. Now I will say this: I think Blanche would be able to know what's going on right away. <laughs> um, she definitely takes it in almost a rose type way mm-hmm. as far as her obliviousness up until mm-hmm. the very end of that scene. Yeah, um, but no, I, I think that you're being. Grossly unfair to characterize it as <laughs> Yeah, my recap, my rules. <laughs> so, um, Blanche was naked. <laughs> so, Act Two starts off back in the living room. Um, and, you know, just to preface all this, like, it might be the best single scene of the entire season. Mm-hmm. I just really, really love this scene. Um, so, Sophia's doing her Tuesday night purse cleaning, and Rose brings in some jello. And, you know, Sophia's not having it. She says if God wanted peaches suspended in midair, he'd have filled them with helium. 
and then Sophia and Rose sort of get into a little tiff, and then Sophia apologizes, saying she'd not had sex in 15 years, and it's starting to get on her nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dorothy comes in for some more concert talk. You know, she's saying she's going to go see Frank, middle-aged spread and all. And what does that mean? Middle-aged spread? Yeah, just, I did you know, not get that. Gut. Oh, okay. Gut. Yeah, yeah. She's talking about his middle-aged spread, meaning exactly. him getting a bit heavier as he's yeah. Gotcha. I heard, I, I caught that. I was like, I turned to my wife, I was like, do you know what that means? <laughs> you know, it's like you sit and you get a bigger ass and everything. Sure, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Serious. But then, you know, Rose is like, oh, you can take off a few pounds by then if you put your mind to it. <laughs> so, that then, makes a lot more sense now. Thank you. Yep. So Blanche comes in and brings them up to speed, saying, you know, she can get an A if she puts out. And Sophia makes sure she gets it in writing. That was my favorite line, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Dorothy goes on to tell a story about a time that she was sexually harassed. And apparently this, you know, individual had sexually harassed other people. But when it was Dorothy, it was the only time where he was, you know, in transvestite. Um, which I don't know if that's another joke about Dorothy's mannish appearance or. Yeah, I thought it was kind of an odd um an odd little throw-in to that story. Yeah, she doesn't really add extra details after that part, does she? No, no. As she to just, why the guy was in drag? Yeah, like what would be the circumstances that she would have been encountering this co-worker when he was, <laughs> you know, yeah. in drag? I mean, there's no additional explanation as to where she was. Because honestly, if he's, in, if he's in drag, I'm assuming that he isn't at work. Maybe yeah. she was working one of the shows downtown, you know, and he was just in that. <laughs> As part of his character. It could be. I don't think it's fair, though, that she's accusing him of sexual harassment if she's out there in the community and, yeah. you know, seeing him in a yeah. different element. But, yeah. you know, I don't know. Yeah. And then Rose shares an incident um, about how Nils, the soda jerk there in town, would make suggestive ice cream sundaes. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a banana split or, like, what was going on there. But, you know, Rose couldn't prove anything because the evidence, and then everybody joins in that, you know, melted. Right. You know? Before and she then, got home to dad, right? Exactly. And they all mock her, and Rose continues to silence, suffer silently. <laughs> so, Poor Rose. Yeah. So the second scene of Act Two is in the dean's office, and I hold think, on, I did. If you don't mind, I just want to yeah. go back to that. I did enjoy that the place that Rose got her stuff at was at a drugstore slash tackle shop. Yes, um, <laughs> that had a soda jerk, in, yeah. you know, in it. That I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting combo mm-hmm. of, um, of yeah. products to sell. You can get yeah. your, your worms for your fishing, as well as yeah. you know your medication for your ED. You <laughs> <laughs> don't believe they had that. Yeah, probably not. No. So I guess it would have been your uh, you know medication for your heart palpitations, <laughs> <laughs> for your murmurs. Yeah, <laughs> treats one or the other, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, I thought James Staley who we meet in the dean's office is playing Dean Tucker. You know, he previously was with Rue McClanahan in the classic The Mama Who Came to Dinner mm-hmm. episode of Mama's Family. But I think the dean's performance is just the best guest starring role of the season. Mm-hmm. I just really, really liked it. I liked it. I don't think it was better than Billy Barty for me, but I did enjoy it. Mm, I think it was twice as good. <laughs> Maybe twice as tall, but I don't think it was That's twice enough. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but anyways, you know, Blanche just, you know, telling the dean who'd only started his job a few days earlier that, you know, in her opinion, she'd been sexually harassed and then he's not really sure what to do. So he pulls out the form and, you know, he's too embarrassed to even read it to her. So she goes down and Blanche said that she was offered, you know, five, six and seven B, which I thought was really, really funny. Mm-hmm. I, thought, then, I thought his line was, 
I feel embarrassed. I'm 43 and I don't even know what seven B is until now. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, you know, he tells her, he's like, he believes her, but he can't dismiss the professor because, you know, it's, he said, she said, and you can't ruin a man's career over nothing. How thorough and salacious is this complaint form (laughs) that, you know, it's not like describe what the person did. It's like, here's a checklist of possible, (laughs) you know, acts that this person could have suggested you commit. Usually I would think a form like that would have like a comment description, explain what it is. Not like, all right, was it this, this or that? Did they proposition you sexually? You know, explain. How Mm -hmm. so? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not, (laughs) you know, they ask for a dirty Sanchez. Like, (laughs) (laughs) So. Check all that apply. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But basically, you know, the scene ends with, you know, her saying that life's not fair and him agreeing with her and saying, you know, like Ski said, you know, I'm 43 and until today I've never heard of the 7B. And then Blanche says, you know, I've known about it for some time and as far as I'm concerned, you can do it to yourself. <laughs> you know, which I thought was kind of humorous. Yeah, definitely. So and then the third and final scene of Act Two is back in the kitchen. You know, Blanche turns home, you know, and then first she tries to tell about her trip to the dean's office and Rose is too busy going on about Sinatra tickets and how she won them from the radio. And again, you know, she tells a meandering story that wasn't nearly as painful as Dorothy's bit about the speech <laughs> impediment. And then, you know, the audience cheers on hers victory, you know, indifferent to Blanche's plight. And then Blanche tries again to tell her about her meeting and Dorothy comes in and she interrupts to tell about how she also got tickets to see Sinatra. And then Rose interrupts her again to start telling her story. Then Blanche has had enough. And then my all-time favorite moment of the season, you know, Blanche cuts her off and says, no, 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 please, I cannot bear that again. And then to Dorothy, you know, she's listening to the car radio, big man, not all talk. There was a contest, something about a little voice, a lucky number, and a dime in the door handle. Then bim, bam, boom, she won the tickets. And then Dorothy, you know, take a lesson, Rose. That's how you tell a story. When I, when I heard that, me and my wife were watching this together. We just turned around and looked at each other and, and laughed because yeah. I know that's how I tell stories. <laughs> it was just like a 20-week buildup to one perfectly delivered punchline. Yeah. It was yeah. a good summation, too. It really yeah. gave all the important details. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I could go quite so far as to call it my favorite. I mean, I definitely wouldn't go that far, but it was my favorite line of the episode for sure. Yeah. Um, incredibly solid um, yeah. scene overall. Yeah. So then Blanche tries again to tell him about talking to the dean, and Sophia interrupts to tell him how she got three tickets, third row center, from her many connections. Another rambling story with a punchline of Tina Sinatra, yeah. who was the <laughs> one who did not have boots that were made for walking. <laughs> I, I noticed in the last two episodes, you know, they were both kind of Blanche-centric, mm-hmm. and in both episodes, it seemed like uh, Blanche would be trying to tell stories, and everyone else would be trying to tell a story over her, and she never got to her thing, but then yeah. she, she got really uh, upset, obviously, and mm-hmm. then you know interjected at the end like, "Well, I'm trying to tell my story," you know, mm-hmm. something along those yeah. lines. Yeah, the, the the trend continues in this episode. Mm-hmm. I think so. You know, and then you know, basically, she gets up and tries to storm out, and they finally get her to, you know, say something, and she just tells them she's going to handle it on her own. But before she does, she wants to make herself a naughty Sunday, you yeah. know, much to Rose's consternation. Yeah, that was another really good line in the episode. I think it was, uh, Rose, I suggest you leave the room. Uh, I might get crazy with the chopped nuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so. And then Rose actually has like a like an offended face, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. As she heads out. So, yeah. So, so yeah, Blanche says she's going to take care of it on her own. And then that ends, you know, act two. 
So Act 3 starts off in the classroom, um, you know, finishing up their exam. Uh, Blanche finishes it. You know, she hands it in to the professor and, you know, tells him that he's inspired her. You know, she's never had a professor teach her to believe in herself and that because of him, she's earned an A and will be forever in his debt. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, you're editorializing. (laughs) is doing a disservice and not setting you up well for future recaps. (laughs) Now, one thing I did think was odd, she looks up and, you know, the classroom is empty and it's just her, which Mm -hmm. it almost got the impression that she was the only one who was there the entire time. Um, But even if she was the last one there, I thought, wow, this is really her ski moment because that's the way when, when it comes test time, ski shuts down a room. Um, you know, he, he is definitely walking the professor out to their car <laughs> at the end of it as he yeah. finishes up the last question. Um, but yeah, I did think that was interesting that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, where is everybody? <laughs> like she yeah. didn't see them finish their test yeah. and walk out. Um, yeah, so. yeah I, I've taken many a test and at no point did I look up and see that everyone was gone and it's the first instance that I realized this. Yeah, I mean, normally you will see the last person walk out as you're still trying you to You got at least an inkling that, that <laughs> yeah. she must yeah. have the, uh, the the horse blinders on. Mm. <laughs> Maintain focus. You know how it is. But but to give the real uh, recap there, just in case anybody is looking to us for for some real information about these Please, shows, Please, I don't want to be misled on how this ended. Uh, right? Yeah. I mean, she she. <laughs> I told you how that scene went. <laughs> Brent told us his version of it. Um, now, apparently, Brent has maybe been in this position before, and so he, he has a different view that he looks at it in, both as a student and a teacher. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I know Professor Coco um, (laughs) (laughs) helped you through a lot of tough times, but... um, Mr. Coco. Yes, Mr. Mr. Coco. So which part of my recap was factually inaccurate? Uh, Well, I would say that the characterization is factually (laughs) inaccurate. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't believe that she... I definitely don't think she she mentioned that she's going to remember him fondly or anything of that nature. I didn't say that. Do not not feel like she was indebted. She said she'd be forever in his debt. Yeah. (laughs) Because he taught her that... She was more than just a, a body. She was a brain as well. But I don't think she did. She literally say that he was smiling the entire time. <laughs> she definitely told him off more. I think there's got to be a, an element <laughs> yeah. that she was. It was not a kind statement to him, was it? No, it definitely was not. It was definitely like, you know, in your face, asshole kind of a statement, not a thank you, professor. Uh, Wasn't feel he good. smiling the entire time? Well, he may have been, but that may just be the way he He was proud of what coped. he had done. I don't believe that at all either. <laughs> he was I a think, teacher, an educator. Listen, he brought right. out the best in her. I, I think also that, you know, I understand the, you know, the timing of the show. They need to wrap it up. But I think she was jumping the gun, telling him off right as she hands in this test because he hasn't graded it yet. Well, yeah, I mean, she definitely has <laughs> having a lot of confidence in herself on this test because she may have told him off and still ended up with the C, which wouldn't have been enough yeah. to pass the class. Yeah, he said specifically earlier on that uh, she needed an A on the final right. to even pass the course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I definitely don't think that the, the way you're characterizing it is, <laughs> is absolutely the way that a man who's been accused of sexual harassment <laughs> on multiple occasions <laughs> would characterize it's such a, a... It's a soft me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was but, that old Sears thing? The softer side of Sears? Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> yeah. The softer side of harassment. You're not looking story. at the bright side of this, actually. <laughs> yeah. I helped you, lady. Yeah. So, all right. And then the second and final scene in Act 3, you know... Um, 
back in the living room, you know, Blanche is waiting for the other Goldens to return. And when they do, you know, it's not from the concert, but from the police station. You know, they tried to scalp their six extra seats to Miami Vice. And then Blanche tells them that, you know, while she knows she has a degree, um, she's ride or die about having passed that test. Um, she won't be getting the promotion because another lady had plastic surgery and got it that way. Um, and, you know, Blanche can't say anything because you can only file one sexual harassment charge per episode. That's right. Um, so the bylaws. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, but, you know, Blanche doesn't mind because she knows she's smarter than the other lady and the other lady's new appearance is only temporary. Um, and then Blanche tells the ladies that she couldn't have done it without them. And I really don't think I agree with Blanche's assessment because I don't think they did anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, they cut her off a lot. Yeah. <laughs> well, they taught her that she was truly alone. And the last time she saw them, she specifically said, I'm doing this on my own. Mm. Me and my naughty Sunday. Now that said, she was ready to quit though altogether. And they, mm -hmm. they did keep her on track with continuing to try, mm -hmm. um, and, and to study. So I, I think that they get some credit. Now, to not be able to do without yeah. them is probably a little bit over the top. Yeah. But I, I would also say that they would deserve some credit. They deserve as much credit as this professor that you want to <laughs> 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 that you want to say his sexual harassment is what you know spurned Blanche on to become Drover. the CEO what, of a what sexual harassment? What do you mean? He he basically said that if he, he intimated that um, you know she would have to sleep with them in order to to get an A in that test or to pass his class. We never heard that. I think that there was plenty of evidence. So, and I think such you're just as, digging yourself a hole. I, such as? <laughs> such as him touching her hand. And then I think later on even asking about said, him. said, you know what I mean. Yeah. Apparently Brent uh, is going to try to indicate that he did not know what he meant. <laughs> even though Brent knew full well what he meant. <laughs> well, I think there was also more of that scene that, that we didn't see because she talked later to the dean about that's you know right. specific we just get things. her side we as the audience didn't see any of that that's true that's true <laughs> she could be making it all up it could be a true he said she mm -hmm. said thing and exactly. she's like thinking about to he herself like about extra credit putting in the hard hours and everything hard hours <laughs> exactly hard, yeah. long hours yeah, I don't think this is ingratiating you to our audience at all, <laughs> regardless of whether our audience includes real people we don't know or just our wives. I don't think it's helping your case <laughs> with either group. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I thought the you know role of the recapper was to be neutral and just sort of state the facts. <laughs> That's what I tried to do. Yeah. No editorializing. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll tell you what, I really would have thought, as good as you're doing with this, that you could have gotten Harvey Weinstein off, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently it didn't work out for him, and it's not working out for you right now either. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so with that, Ski, who would be your uh, MVP of this particular uh, He didn't episode? have a, a whole lot to do with the episode, but the Dean. Like, I thought, I just liked the, the mm -hmm. portion he played. It was mm -hmm. one of my favorite, like, extras in there. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was so poorly prepared for his job and did not want any extra, you know, havoc or or uh, extra drama basically. Yeah, I think that's a fair that's a fair MVP. I'm not a big fan of giving MVPs to people that aren't regulars on the show. Yeah, normally I wouldn't, but I liked his role in this yeah. case. Yeah. Well, and I don't feel like anybody I mean, I guess Blanche would be the one that stood out the most as far as the regulars go just cuz it was another Blanche centric episode, but honestly, I don't think any of them had a lot of great individual lines and whatnot. So I, I think I'd, I, I'll go along with you and give it to the Dean as well. And who was your MVP of this one, Brent? I'm also going for the Dean. Oh, you know, um, like sweet. he said, he um, 
you know, very underprepared. Um, I mean, obviously, he took the time to hang up all of his diplomas, but not learn where well, the restroom was. He did say that he was relatively new, but yeah, that seems like it's a relatively important detail. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, he also gets bonus points for not wanting to ruin a man's career. Right. <laughs> Thanks to an accusation. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad that he's not willing to look into it any further than that either. Exactly. It's not, I mean, he's like, he, he basically asks her, you know, do you have proof? No? Okay, well, then it's done. Mm-hmm. Here's the door. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Life's know. Life's not fair. Get over it. <laughs> I feel like the only way that Brent could dig this hole any deeper for himself would be if he would say something to the effect of like, why would that good looking professor want to go after an older lady like Blanche anyway? <laughs> the only person who said he was good looking was Blanche herself. <laughs> I don't think she even specifically said he was good looking, but that's the one small crumb that I'll grant you <laughs> that she did give him a compliment. Uh-huh. Um, now, Brent has indicated that he was a huge fan of this episode. I don't know if it was because, honestly, I think it was because he was such a big fan of his own uh, recap of the opening. <laughs> but, I gotta say, I like that too. That yeah, was probably uh, yeah, that was, was excellent. Um, I like how he he kept it very uh, nonchalant. I like the, the three women. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'll give Brent high reviews, especially for that part. Um, he gets a lot of cheesecake, but... Yeah, stating just the facts, that's the role of the recapper. <laughs> uh, you definitely did not state just the facts. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I was not a huge fan of this episode. I thought it was an alright episode, but I really didn't, didn't love it. I, I would only give it a I'd give it a four, personally. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about two ski? Uh, I was going to say four and a half. Uh, wow. I was seven and a half, wow. seven and three quarters. I think it was just because you're the one who did the recap. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was an amazingly funny episode. I think that entire scene in the living room that included, you know, the... The chaos bow, with the tickets. Yeah, yeah. The You know, and that's how you tell a story. I thought that know? was a great scene. Phenomenal. But, um, I don't know. I, I, a great scene is not a great episode make, in my no. opinion. I, I still think, also, though, um, I don't know. I might be you know, up to five after saying this. <laughs> but uh, that uh, so the line by Sophia was one of my favorite lines I've yeah. heard in a while. Not having Blanche, sex in 15 years? Or? No, no. Blanche, you know, says, well, you know, she's talking about, you know, she was propositioned by the professor and she mm-hmm. just doesn't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then Sophia pipes in with, get it in writing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was part I of did that love same that. scene as well you know god wanted peaches in mid-air to fill them with helium you know <laughs> you know um old middle-aged spread you know you can take off a few you didn't think that was I, I thought they were good lines but i didn't find myself like chuckling out loud um oh, I as i was watching it so uh, like i said I, i'm sticking with my four so skier you bumping yours i'll up go to, to a five. five yeah i'll go to five so brand are you settling in at a seven and a half or seven and three quarters yeah i mean when the going gets tough the tough get going so, so i'm doubling down on my <laughs> seven, so seven, and a half. seven and a half okay yeah i think it's really good oh and for the record yes um i may have you know miscontextualized <laughs> some of the incidents so you're at the last minute is this like the deathbed confession kind of a situation exactly. <laughs> you're you know, gonna repent at the very last second 
<laughs> in an attempt at, you know, just comedic banter. Uh, okay. yes. See, I now I, I'm very tempted to cut this whole part out. <laughs> so just let the record reflect that, yes, you know, Deep Throat had it coming in. <laughs> Something bad should have befallen his career. <laughs> so I, I truly mean that. I'm not just trying to save our oh, sponsorships. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're, they're robust, to say the least. Um, well, I, I can definitely vouch for Brent that I've never personally seen him harass a woman or, or endorse the harassment of a woman. <laughs> Either way. But, uh, you know, the day is young. So, <laughs> so um, But next week you'll get your, you know, standard professional recap <laughs> courtesy of skiing. Now, you've probably seen me harass a woman, uh, but I'm, not in a mean way. More like in a, <laughs> more in a bumbling, like I'm trying to hit on them uh, way. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely in Disney and World seen you do that same thing. Uh, so, that's but, a great way to transition in Disney World. Yeah. Well, it's nice of you to try to take the heat off of Brent here at the last minute. <laughs> so, I'm no. just bad with things. Ski's propositioning a girl in an aerial costume and... Hey, yeah. good looking. <laughs> it's like, I'll go under your sea. Um, <laughs> I'll be Mr. Gordon's. <laughs> yeah, no, I, ski, ski isn't really the type who I, I've seen. Well, maybe in grade school, I saw him sexually harassed a couple times. Um, but that was. I remember someone dared me to grab a girl's butt, and I did, and then she promptly. Promptly slapped me very hard. Mm, well, I deserved it. Yeah, you definitely did. Uh, but I would say that in general, you're just a very friendly person. And so, you know, even though I, and I've, I've said this about that Disney World story from a couple episodes back, that, um, <laughs> that it really was not you, I think, trying to be uh, sexually aggressive. Um, I was trying to be funny more than creepy, but right. my age made it creepy. Yeah, that's the thing. Is as you get older, <laughs> even talking to a woman is creepy. So you have to really be careful. Um, it's it's a very harsh reality. Yeah, unless it's a woman your own age, then it's not creepy anymore. But I don't know when you're talking to a well, <laughs> fair enough. Um, <laughs> so. Depends on the setting, still. Yeah, yeah, I guess I, that's true. Like if she was our age, but still a waitress at <laughs> Disney World, it might still fall in that category. Well, I think that we've ended this episode by digging Brent out of his hole and digging Ski into <laughs> right. his. Just so. one last Circle scoop of life. on top of my face. <laughs> We're back where we started. Yeah, everything will be set right <laughs> starting in episode 21. So with that, I guess we'll go ahead and say stay golden, Coco. Me too. Hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at... Sophia's Choice Podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden.